Hello, Stephanie. Hello, Craig. What are people listening to right now? The Energy is Love podcast. Oh, you know what? I'm glad that you mentioned the Energy is Love podcast. <laughs> you know, the easiest way to find us is at energyislovepodcast.com. Oh, my goodness. So incredible. Also available on every single podcasting platform Everywhere. you could imagine. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, too. Yes, you can. You can also listen to it on the website. You can't listen on Facebook or Instagram, but you no, can definitely you can follow us. Yeah. Yeah. But I so say you can listen on. You know, one of the things that you and I have talked about that we may or may not be doing, and I'm going to talk about it now. Okay. Uh, we should do some little videos on our Facebook You're page. You're going to do it now? Not right now at I this exact like, moment. I'm in my massage clothes and my sweater because I'm cold. Yeah, but at some point we should probably do those. Let's do it right now. No. Do it. Anyways. Do it. Anyways, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in and following us. And uh, you guys are going to enjoy this episode. However, before we get to the episode, this episode, how many times can we say episode? Say episode real quick. Episode. Episode, episode 161. is brought to you. <laughs> it's sponsored. <laughs> it's brought to you by InBody Yoga Academy. InBody is located in? Your body. Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> I thought you were going to give the actual address. I was. Sorry. I was looking for the address. 1597 South, 1100 East. And uh, just recently in the last few months, InBody's done a bunch of renovations at their location. And they've expanded to offer more rooms, which gives them the opportunity to offer more classes, more trainings, uh, everything that you could imagine when it comes to Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Yoda. Yeah, definitely yeah. Yoda. They have a yeah. Yoda class. That would be cool. But uh, no, yoga, mindfulness, um, all sorts of different things. They also have teacher trainings as well. So if you want to become awesome. a certified yoga teacher. I want to become one. Should I go? Uh, you should become a certified yoga teacher. Should I? Yeah. Well, if I do, I'm going to go to Embody to get it. So if you live anywhere in the Valley and you're looking for a wonderful place to try out yoga, we highly recommend checking out Embody. Go to their website. You can find their schedule there. Follow them on Facebook see when uh, all the classes and events that they have. They also bring in a lot of really cool people to host events and uh, things like that. You can also find them through our website at our sponsors tab, the sponsors tab at the website. Click there and you will see a link to InBody. So go do some yoga. So today's episode, Steph, what did we talk about? Do you remember? We just barely <laughs> recorded. We talked about um, what's important to you. And what's important to you. <laughs> and hopefully you, the listener, will learn and think about what's important to you. <laughs> and then you could tell us and email us and say, this is what's important to me. Yeah. So that we can all start to learn and think about and look at things that are important to one another through their eyes, right? Yes. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So we talk a little bit more about that. We also, one of the things we forgot to talk about is October stretching what we're going to be doing in October, but... Maybe it's because I don't want to. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that on next I'm, week. I'm deciding to start with throwing out that idea of doing stretches. I see a garbage bag full of clothes that could go to the... Uh... That's what it's for. I was collecting. That's DI. There you go. Or maybe shelter. Maybe the shelter. There you go. Mm -hmm. Anyways, we talk about a lot of wonderful stuff. And at the end of the episode, here our debate on Greta Thornburg and climate change and... See if you can guess which side of the fence Stephanie and I fall on. <laughs> Hashtag Steph is right. Yeah. Boom. You're very right. All the time. All the time. Hashtag Craig is smart. And <laughs> stay tuned and enjoy this wonderful episode with Steph and Craig. Here we go. 
You're listening to the Energy is Love podcast. The energy is love. The energy is the love podcast. The energy is love podcast. Energy is love. The energy is love podcast. The podcast for the universe. The energy is love podcast. I'm gonna put the lotion on the skin. Excuse or me. Else, <laughs> or else it, sometimes I do that on the plane and I think people think that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> Like when they're sitting behind me or something. And I usually have my headphones on watching a movie or listening to something. So I'm just sitting there on the flights. Making that noise. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was listening to... They would have to look because it would be so much that that becomes a point where they would look and then see Oh, they would have to totally look. I would look. The... um, I found a new podcast that I kind of like. I'm kind of getting into it. Yeah? Let me look and see what it is. Mm, it's but, really uh, sticking in the brain there, huh? Yeah, it's super. <laughs> it's very much sticking in the brain. It's called the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Oh, okay. Endless Honeymoon. So it's two comedians, Natasha Leggero, Leggero and Moshe Kasher, husband and wife. Yeah. Uh, it's a cute little podcast. You should listen to it. They've got some fun stuff on there. The reason I um, started listening to it is because they had um, Bert and Leanne on. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I listened to that episode. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. But in the reason I'm bringing it up, because yeah. you talked about my farting cards, <laughs> um, Moshe, his parents were deaf. So growing up, he obviously had deaf parents. And uh, that's a little bit of information that he shared on the podcast was that like deaf people just fart all the time. Because they don't have any, do you know what I mean? Obviously, they don't hear their farts. So for them, it's not a big deal. They just fart all the time. He's like, every deaf person I ever met just rips ass all the time. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my so, gosh. there you go. I would. Interesting I, things you learn on a podcast. Yes. I would adjust. I would probably giggle at first, but then I would adjust. And it's not because I'm rude. It's just because I find farts funny. Unless it's during a massage, in which case my client, not me, like somebody didn't edit out before, um, then it's just like it's energy moving and it's cool. But if I was in a room, deaf people and they were just ripping ass, oh my God, I I would have fun. I would laugh the I entire time. I don't find time. farts funny. I do. Like I it's do. not that it I depends. find them, I don't find them like rude or, uh, you know, I'm not like, uh, oh my gosh, just so flabbergasted when somebody farts and disgusted. I do at the kitchen table. Yeah, I don't that, like. That irritates me. But uh, I'm also not like, <laughs> fart. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Okay, well, I'm the juvenile because sometimes <laughs> I, I do find farts funny. <laughs> Unless I'm getting farted on, which happens with these children that shall go unnamed. Yes. Nobody can guess who we're talking about. We've never no, mentioned them before. The children. I don't like to be farted on. Children of the corn. But otherwise, <laughs> I find them funny. <laughs> Especially if the person dishing it out has an adverse reaction, like they're like really surprised and embarrassed, so they're like, <gasps> then and they it's get surprised really by their funny. own fart. Oh my gosh, yes! And then I laugh. Yeah, I'm not disgusted. I laugh. It's funny. Farts are funny. There you go. <laughs> We're done. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, tune in next week to find what else bodily functions we find humorous. <laughs> oh, well, okay. I don't know. You brought up the farting. You didn't. I did. You did. I did. You did. I was talking about deaf people farting. I was doing my card shuffle. I just said, excuse me. And uh, (laughs) because I find it funny. Yeah. Pardon me. Okay. Yeah. I guess I did start that then. You're welcome. That totally sounds like a fart. See? Let's see if I can do a slower one.
sounds like oh, your butt's giving an applause. That's straight up <laughs> butt cheek clapping. <laughs> See? See, Good afternoon, fun. beautiful woman of mine. Good afternoon. I well, was how thinking. Are we uh, I, <laughs> oh, excuse <laughs> me. Hello, <laughs> Majesty. <laughs> I was thinking. Uh, I don't remember when we recorded last. Oh. Even though we had the episode last week. Because uh, we've hardly seen each other. I know. You have a busy, busy husband. I do. Unfortunately. So in the last two weeks, <clears throat> is it two weeks, maybe three weeks, mm-hmm. I've been to North Carolina, Idaho, New York, Denver, uh, Alaska, and then tomorrow I fly out to Florida. Yeah. Is that six fucking places? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, sweet Jesus. This is why I think you should be okay with when I cancel plans when you're only home for a day. Yeah. Instead of getting all sad that I'm canceling plans with other people. Yeah. No, I am okay with that. I miss you. I miss you too. I just feel bad. I know, but I miss you. That's a lot of traveling. It is a lot of traveling. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to be gone when you're home. I don't want to be home. I don't want to. What? I don't want to be gone. You just about said I don't want to be home. Like, podcast over. This is a fight. <laughs> like, what? Was that a Floridian slip? Not at all. Not in the slightest, I promise. For reals, don't give me your look of like, I'm, I'm really looking for- I'm giving you looks. You have a look that is like- Yeah. Looking for Oh, the I'm line. paying it. I'm watching. I'm looking. Because you wear it. Like, right now with your distraction, you're like, look, I'm going to be cute and distract her so she won't see it. Oh, yeah, look at your the card. card. Oh. Yeah, you dropped the card, huh? <laughs> No, I love being home. You know that. I told you that last night. You just wish you were home more than a day at a time? Absolutely. I wish I was home for like weeks at a time yeah. instead of fly in to wash some clothes and give the wife the old how-to how, how to and mm-hmm. then uh, fly I back like out. the old how-to. That's not the right <laughs> term. What is that right? The old... How, how do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I do just fine. Thank you. I'm glad we do that when you come home. I am too, yeah. Like, you come home for some amazing sex so you don't go blind, and I'm okay with that. Yes. Yeah. And then then back on a plane and then hurry up and run home to get some more. (laughs) I have to fuel up. (laughs) Yes. In between traveling trips. Well, you have to keep me at top notch too, otherwise I start to get ornery. I get headaches. Like, I'm not a fun person to be around if I don't have. It's all feeble and weak. It's 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 a mess. I really. had my cum. I'm so tired. That's it. It's my fuel. So yeah. Oh, thank you. So how we keep each other alive and sane in the world. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> uh, last I week- need to quit talking to my clients about this podcast because after that conversation, I don't want anybody that I work with to hear that. No, I just got you'll super be fine. You'll be fine. If you're one of Stephanie's clients, <clears throat> you're welcome. This is why... I, no, never mind. Okay, then we got to change the subject. Move. Okay. okay I'm not okay, comfortable. Okay. Uh, hashtag edit. <laughs> um, I was going to say something. Oh, last week, Bubbles. Yeah, huh? Bubbles, the episode that we did last week, Bubbles. Yes. What stood out or uh, afterwards when you thought about it, because I'm sure you thought about it a lot. Because we usually spend copious amounts of time thinking about these episodes that we record. Uh, anything else that stuck out to you in your mind? Well, it's been a busy week. You haven't been home. I've been busy. Mm-hmm. I've been running and doing things. And it wasn't last week that we recorded. No, we it was recorded like a while ago. Two weeks ago. or three, something like that. So it's do been you busy. remember the episode? I don't 
Hearts. Remember we talked about, I went on my big long (gasps) tangent about New York and LA. You don't want to be so set on. You want to know what gets you going. You want to know his passion. So it's not, you don't want to be set in your ways. You want to hear other people and what they want to learn. Yes. That was beautiful. Yes. I remember now. I want to hear, I want to... I want to find out what's important to other people, yes. what's important to them. They're passionate right? about it. I loved that. I'm so glad we got to that. Yes. <laughs> no, that didn't. I didn't mean that the way it sounded. Do you? Do I? I was going to ask you, what's important to you? What's, you're important to me. Okay. You're, you're a council in plans that I've had for months important to me. Well, I can definitely draw attention and become familiar with that. But you're important me. to me? Yeah. Yeah. You're important to me. What else? What else is important um, to you, Steph? What else is important to me? Family. Family's important to me. Um, I like what I do. I like what my, I guess my line of work, you can say, is, even though it kind of sounds funny calling it work, because I enjoy it, but it is work. Tell me what you like about, uh, what you like so much about massage. Massage and all the other things that I incorporate. Yes. Legal. That sounded terrible. Um, incorporate. 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 I especially like my real-time grammar checker right here. It's don't, a don't, conjunction don't. junction. <laughs> yes. What's School of Rock? What? It's not School of Rock. That's uh, Jack Black. Yeah. What was the old Saturday morning cartoon? I don't know. I was too busy Schoolhouse having rock. a life. Schoolhouse Rock. That's what it is. Okay. You didn't, didn't hear my slam. Yeah, I did. Jerk yeah. store. Sorry, I was poor white trash that ate King Vitamin on the floor watching Schoolhouse Rock in the living room. I was poor white trash too. <laughs> I just didn't have parents that let me watch the cartoons. They didn't let me. They took the TV over. I never watched a cartoon in my life. Okay. Stupid parents, you hear that? <laughs> just kidding. Go back to why That's massage not true. and everything else that you do is so important. What, what, what you, why it's important to you and what you enjoy about it so much. I like being able to, <laughs> I like helping. I like helping in a real way and not that other ways aren't real. I don't like talking about it because I, I struggle with words. Um, I like doing instead of discussing the doing, um, which is great for somebody to do a podcast with, right? Like words are hard. We're going to do a live massage right now for this episode. <laughs> I won't talk. <laughs> It'll well, just be I a will. lot of, oh, that's, oh, that's the spot. <laughs> oh, right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Massage sling blade. <laughs> um, I like, I like making a difference. I like working with energy. I like working with bodies. I like working with people. And I love it when you get to make a real difference and then you're helping them take time for themselves, which is so hard for anybody to do, to make themselves a priority. And even for just an hour, that's so hard. It is so hard. You are completely caught up in all the things you have to do. So I love that they've helped themselves by making time for themselves. And I want to do the best that I can in that moment. And when (laughs) the massage is over or the session's over and they're just like, oh, that was wonderful. I feel so much lighter. And they're just like, you see them take those physical big breaths. Yes. I love it. You're really good at it too. Thank you. You are a hell of a massage therapist slash energy practitioner slash body worker slash what else? What other labels 
What other labels? Oh, you said labels. Could we use to describe all the wonderful things that you do? Screw the labels. <laughs> Not a label person. <laughs> you're just a good woman, babe. Thank you. And you're good at what you're passionate about. Thank you. I love it. What else? Anything else that's important to you that I could learn about? That you could learn about? You know me. I you do know, know what's you. important to me. Um, it is important to... I've been 100% focused on helping women rise up and helping women be seen and heard and also feel confident and worthy and knowing that they deserve to be seen and heard. And I have now had so much awareness brought to <clears throat> the men, the, uh, the little boy portions of how much it can't just be like all one or the other. So now I'm a people, people riser. What do you mean? I'm going to go into this a little bit more. Okay. I have been... You've had awareness in regards to like the little boy inside of grown man mm -hmm. and how they need to be seen and heard as well. Mm -hmm. And acknowledged and loved and allowed to feel and allowed to receive comfort and give comfort and guidance without... Um, guidance with love instead of with destruction and so much of it is what it feels every mistake is a punishment every feeling like every time it just seems like i don't know it seems like if they are connected with themselves and with their feelings then that is a punishment and that is a crime and that is beaten out of them physically emotionally all the ways into where they are just it's just really sad and then you have these grown men that have adapted to the way that they have been taught to live. And then they're now ruled as monsters because. So I don't have much more, much more. Yeah. I'm full of compassion now for that and can see the, oh, yeah, women need to be lifted up and quit and not uh, pitted against each other and join forces and rise up. And then we need to take them in. And like you are allowed to feel, you're allowed to, and just love. It just needs to all work together. So that's that's a big shift in me. That is a huge shift in you. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think has been uh, some of the catalysts for that? My amazing husband, <laughs> who's just so amazing. It's like, quit hating men, you man-hater. I wasn't a man-hater. I was say that. Me. All right. And uh, um, our, our little boy, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. You know, so it's just you and him and how good you are with him and how good he is with you and that love that you guys share and the way you're helping other men with that. And then I can see it from a different perspective now. You know, I also feel safe in my life now and that's not something that I've ever had. And it took me a while to even realize, you know, we've been in this life for a while, but I haven't realized that I was safe in it because I just am used to not being safe. So. You don't recognize it when it's there. And so um, it allowed me to stop feeling like everything and everyone was something that I had to be afraid of. It's like, oh, people. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good feeling, huh? Yeah. It's scary a little bit. But yeah, it is. Honestly, I could feel that. Feels like, good. It's, it's total rush. That's way cool, baby. Yeah. So what's important to you? I also thought of that after uh, we recorded that episode 
12 years ago and then mm. I edited it. And uh, yeah, after that episode last week, I thought about that. What is important to me? And not to say I don't know, because I know what is important to me. But when I think of that, because I envisioned myself asking other people that question, right? To try to figure out and learn more about other people, but not even like them as an individual, but like, what what do they find important? What is important to them, right? <sighs> Fucking cards keep falling. <coughs> I keep on falling cards. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what is important to me outside of like some of the things you talked about. Like, obviously, you're important to me, our family, um, our children. Um connection is important to me. Do you know what I mean? I like healthy connection with people, with friends and things like that. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about like in the context of uh, some of the shit that we were talking about last week with like movements or, um, you know, societal changes or uh it seems like the tide is turning and turn, you know, shifting this way in regards to where culture is headed. And, and so I was trying to think in those terms and what some of that stuff, what would be important to me? I'm going to pause for a drink. Okay. While you pause for a drink in your, in your thoughts, can I, can I break down that question just a little bit, which may help? Absolutely. And you don't look at it as such a big, this is my lifelong question. What is important to me? This is my quest. Maybe you just look at that, look at it as for you and everybody else, because everything's always changing. Whoa. You got a ribbit in your <laughs> throat. Excuse me. What's important to you today? Good point. Yeah, good point. Good point. I'm going to throw my shoes. I was thinking that way in regards to like big things and what's important to me today is going to be important to me tomorrow. And, and I think that by and large, those things are probably very, very, very common across the board, right? Mm -hmm. With everybody. And it's going to be the stuff of like my family and the, my loved ones. And, you know, those are the important things that are going to be important to me 60 years from now. Um, but today or present moment, oh boy. See, I don't know. I run through that. Like, I think, well, global warming. <clears throat> is global warming important to me? Not really. Um, huh? What about, uh, what about on a local level? Like what's taking place in our small little town, right? Because those things have massive effects on us in our everyday life. Mm. And I'm like, mm, not really. Oh, <laughs> that tri a trigger for me. <laughs> there are some things that just went down that I'm really unhappy about. In this little town of ours? In this little town of ours. What went down? And we already did a podcast on it. So On our say, little town? Yeah. Um, well, not our little town, thank God, but in general, but it's what's brought up. Um, for instance, our kids being safe is very important to me. Yes. And there's things that well, you have you to go. do. Like, Go ahead. No, I was just... Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, guns. Yeah. Yeah, and school shootings. That's important to me. Mental health is important to me. Yeah. Mental and emotional health is very, very important to me. And not just for myself and for my loved ones, but I see that as a systemic issue across the board that is one of the really, like, 
one, two, or three base issues that we could address that would have enormous change across culture, bettering our emotional and mental well-being and health. And not just bettering it, but like really changing. I have to tell you, this is going to blow your mind. Um, Big tangent, here we go. But this is important to me, this whole thing that I'm about to talk about in mental and emotional health. So recently... I was in Denver for the float conference and I got to hang out with the guys from dream pod and David and I, David uh, works for dream pod. Those of you who know anything about dream pod, <laughs> I think we'd probably have some dream pod listeners just cause of anyways. So I was talking to a good friend of mine and he was explaining to me cause every time those guys come over from Asia and they're just like flabbergasted that there's homeless people on the street, right? That's so bizarre to them. They commented on it when we were in Portland at the float conference and same thing when we we're in Denver this year. They're like, they can't believe that there's just homeless people. And not only that, but like crazy people wandering the streets because downtown Denver has those, you know, the people that are wandering around yelling at themselves or screaming, just those regular run of the mill, crazy homeless people that us in America are super used to, but from outside of the country, they're not used to it. So this friend of my friend of mine, and we had this conversation because he was like, what, like, how does that happen? And I'm like, what do you mean? How does that happen? Like he's, it didn't make sense to him why that is allowed to be that way. Why people are allowed to just be crazy wandering the streets because he comes from Germany. So get this, this is what happens in Germany. Okay. (sighs) You take a deep breath. I realized I was holding my breath as I was trying to talk so quickly. But in Germany, 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 in Germany, for whatever. <laughs> Apparently we're high today. My Germany's. I, I, I missed that. Yes. Um, if you have some sort of issue, whether it be mental or physical even, but for this purpose, like we're dealing with mental illness, let's say you start to have some mental illness that pops up. Maybe in your late teens, early 20s, you start to show some signs of being schizophrenic or having some issues. Maybe you have some suicidal thoughts or maybe even have some suicidal attempts, some suicide attempts in high school. They take you, not like in a scary... Yeah, I'm really scared where this is going. Not in a scary German way that we would think. Um, But no, you go to the doctor and... Initially, it's like the physical doctor checkup. And then when it's obvious that it's a mental health issue, then you go to the therapist or to the psychologist or to the the psychiatrist or whatever is needed, right? And then you just go until you get help and treatment. Period. Do they have universal health care over there too? Period. Is that why? Like you just go until you're better. That's beautiful. How do people pay for it? It's free. So it doesn't cost you anything. Over there, it's they see it. It's not something to be shameful no. of. It's like, here you go with love, and then it's taken care of. Yeah. You just go. What the fuck is happening over they here? They just send you there. This is like... And I can, asked him, I'm like, hold on a minute. Like, what? What do you mean you just go? He's like, you just go. And they, you know, <clears throat> you just go to the doctor. You go to the therapist. You go to the psychologist. And then you just get help until you're better. And if you have to go to like a treatment facility or if you have to go to, you know, like for us here in Utah, we have uni, which is um, one example of like a psychiatric hospital up at the University of Utah where you can go for an extended inpatient stay, right? A lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. Or better yet, 
even hundreds of, not hundreds, maybe hundreds, uh, but thousands of dollars to go to a different treatment facility where you're going to be quote unquote inpatient, right? Thousands and thousands of dollars to go and get help and seek treatment and all this kind of stuff. That's why so few people can do it. Yeah. That's why they're all self-medicating on the street and are homeless and talking yeah. to themselves. And, in and Germany, then they just go to jail in Germany, because they're criminals, There you right? go. Just go. You just go and get help. <sighs> That's it. That seems like a fairy tale. That's like in the land of leprechauns and rainbows and <laughs> in the everything land of is Germans. love. This is what happens. We're like, seriously, that's like. Yeah. He was, he was explaining that to me and I'm like. So you guys are both just like shocked and awed at each other's Yeah. Lives. Cause then I tell him what happens here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, the reason that they're wandering the streets, you know, yelling at the uh, invisible people that are with them is because that's our system. And eventually they'll get picked up by the police and either go to the hospital for a temporary 72-hour hold or 48-hour hold, or they go to jail. And then eventually they just go right back to the street. A land of opportunity. Yeah. He was also, he always gets a kick out of the fact that he can just like walk into 7-Eleven or Walgreens or CVS or whatever and walk out with like 500 pills of ibuprofen. They they don't have ibuprofen though? They have ibuprofen, but you have to go to the doctor to get it. And it's doled out like uh, kind of like a prescription where they would give you 10 or 20 pills or whatever. Okay. We are taking way too much Tylenol and ibuprofen over here then. So, well, no wonder because it also jacks up your livers and kidneys. So, (laughs) big pharma. I remember last year when I was at the World Conference, he was also talking about um, being like just shocked about the commercials he was watching he's like what is all of like all of this the prescription commercials that would come up and he's like, all the side effects yeah, all the like, drug what? commercials what the hell why would you want to take that <laughs> like i don't know because that's america we keep everybody sick and down and then act like it's land of opportunity by the way nobody can get in here yeah <sighs> so i am passionate about I'm mental so, health i am too that's an important thing to me mm-hmm. and i think they go hand in hand your mental and emotional health mm-hmm are so intertwined with one another as well as your physical health. But I think we're doing, I was going to say, I think we're doing a good job with our physical health in this country, but we're not. We're not. (laughs) not. You know, all the ingredients in our cheap ass crappy food that is affordable for the most part is outlawed in so many other parts of the world because it is so unsafe. But here it's like totally fine. Yeah. Why are we here? Um, you know, we're here Thank because... Thank you for everybody that's kept us free. That's it's not a... It's wonderful. Um, it is. I like to be able to say all these things. Yeah, yeah. We can say these things, I suppose. It's... Don't get me started on free speech. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a good country. It is. It's got, like, they, you know, the health system is shit, but it is. Yeah. Every country's got its own little things. And ours are just so blatantly painful and obvious because we live here. Yeah. yeah. Or it's not blatantly painful and obvious until somebody from another country is like, you guys are jacked up. We're doing something right with weed, even though it's taken us a long time in this country. Yes. But like, because uh, David lives in China and they're starting to make you piss test when you come back or like when you cross the border. <gasps> Shit. So seriously? it's not even pos- possession like on your person. It's like... If you have it in your system to go back into the country? Yeah. Damn. Crazy, huh? So that I don't like. No. 
But that's China. That's yeah, not and Germany. Don't they just I don't know like, what they do in Germany. Like, they it's like weird. they. I don't know. Maybe they. I don't know. And then like Damien's from Singapore, and <laughs> I think they just like either cane. They, like they have two punishments in Singapore: caning you or death. And so, yeah. So there's benefits. I'm teasing. I don't know what they're putting. I'm sitting are, over but... here like my mouth's getting dry. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, that's so scary. That's, you know, I do not like so many things about this country. Great eggs and ham. So many things. I do not like the leader. I do not like so many things, but I am so grateful for so many things. So many things. I think uh, things need to change because our rights are slowly being taken away, but. Hmm. Yeah. Are they though? Yeah, they are. What rights? Especially for women. It's, I see my sarcasm, not my sarcasm, my sass in me is like, yeah, what's the matter? Man over there not risking losing any of your rights to your own person. You don't see it, but women are very much being attacked and losing rights I watched very rapidly some, uh, and it's not okay. I watched some interesting things on this uh, last travel trip. I watched um, Chelsea Handler. Do you know who Chelsea is? Yes. Can I throw something? Yeah. Get the cat out of here. She's a Pacific kitty. Go. That poor cat's so old. 16 years old? 15? He is 15. 15. He's almost 16. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I watched uh, Chelsea has a new special on Netflix. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It's like, Hello Privilege, It's Me, Chelsea, or something like that. <laughs> but it's Good some title. documentary that she did. Um, trying to figure out, or not necessarily figure out, but but to take a look at white privilege and what it really means in this country and the ramifications of it. So it had some interesting stuff in it. And then I also watched Colin Quinn. Do you know who that is? Mm -mm. He used to be on Saturday Night Live. He was a weekend update for a long time on Saturday Night Live. Still not placing it? Yeah, you'd recognize him if you saw him. Okay. um, Should I look him up? No, okay. unless you want to. I mean, is it important? Uh, it's super important okay. to the, the to this story. Yeah. All right. No, his Can net, I... his Netflix special is um like the state of red and blue. I don't remember what it's called, but it's his take on uh, this country right now and the diversity, or not the diversity, but the split between the red and the blue states, and also those two camps and all sorts of different stuff. But he had a lot of really funny and interesting um takes on things and i don't recognize them but anyways moving Colin on Quinn. i don't so the white privilege thing mm-hmm. i found i very, recognize that yeah i found that very fascinating <coughs> and <coughs> excuse me like it was interesting and it was good and i'm not a fan of chelsea handler okay. i've only watched a handful of her things over the years so she's not like uh i'm just not a fan of her but um, this didn't change my mind either. Oh. <laughs> I didn't watch this and suddenly think, oh, my God, I'm so in love with Chelsea Handler now. Okay. Uh, she kind of came off as a bitch to me. But is that's it the okay. white privilege? It is. It's definitely the white privilege. No, but the whole, because uh, she talked to a lot of, um, she talked to a lot of black people. She talked to, uh, I can't remember if she talked to some like indigenous Native American people either. Anyways. One of the common things that kept coming back to it was like, yeah, this isn't our problem. This is your guys' problem. Why do you keep coming and asking us about this problem? We don't fucking care. Like, this is your problem. Like, you struggling with your white privilege? Is that hard for you? Like, that's a white person problem. That's not a black person problem. 
Do you know what I mean? And that, that kind of made sense to me. I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. We definitely don't need to go ask white people or ask colored people, colored, oh, black people, sorry. <laughs> we don't need to ask people of other races uh, whether or not this thing is hard for them, right? White privilege exists. It's a thing where white people get the opportunity to live in a different, almost in a different world than people of color. But that's not like their problem. Does that make sense? You're looking at me like you're I, not understanding. No, no I, I don't think I'm understanding all the way. But like, it it kind of sounds like to me like you're, she was going to them. I don't think I'm understanding right because is she asking them to help it be easier for her to be not in her at privilege? All. No, no, not at all. She was basically going to them to have a conversation about it and to learn more about it and their take on it and what it means to them as well as to white people like she went down south to Oktoberfest in some southern state and talked to a lot of really stereotypical southern white people that yeah white privilege isn't a thing what are you talking about <laughs> huh you know okay what's your take on it well I didn't see the episode <clears throat> correct so. you did not see the uh, Netflix <clears throat> special but no. what is your take on white privilege does it exist oh it absolutely exists and what should we do about it? I think that what can what should we do about it? First off, we no. don't have to sit and talk about this because no, I don't really no, care. I totally want to, but it's um, it's so hard. Like that question is hard because, like, yo, here you want me to come up with steps, and here's all these things, and. We should do this and this to equal the playing field. And I think it just comes down to stop being a fucking punk to people and everybody's equal. And then that's what we should do about it is enough's enough. And people are people. I don't feel like there should be steps. And So we have, I, I just realized <laughs> I haven't told you this funny story and that okay. totally ties into this conversation. So this happened also when we were in Denver at the float conference. And it was one of the nights when we were... After their, we were done and we were, went out to dinner and then we were walking back to the hotel and we stopped at a 7-Eleven to get like snacks and water and stuff. Okay. So we're there, we're in line and it's a big long line and the guy behind the counter is this black guy mm -hmm. and um, he was very, <sighs> how to describe him? <laughs> Uh, it's almost like he was upping his, he was like playing the character, uh, to an extreme because there was a bunch of white people in line. And so he was making comments about how, oh, like, I don't even remember exactly, but it was very, very weird. And it was very, very uncomfortable because it's not to say he was making it uncomfortable, but he was commenting on. Like, uh, like cause this whole time he'd have like this running dialogue where he was like talking to us, mm -hmm. you know, the person that he was checking out or whatever at the uh, cashier, but he wasn't really talking to them. It was more or, less, more or less like he was on his soapbox and he was just monologuing to all of us that were in line coming and going. And it was all types of stuff of like how white people, you know, would cross to the other side of the street when they saw a black man or if they you know, how we're always afraid of the black man, but yet here we are in this 7-Eleven and we just hand over 
our credit cards to this black guy, right? Where normally we'd be threatened or afraid or scared of him. Or he was very, very much like trying to get, it seemed like he was trying to get a reaction from the audience, (laughs) which was just the people in the cashier line and the checkout line. And um, it came time to where I think I was the last person in line and David was in front of me and David goes up and he just starts in on David. And it was all sorts of like how stupid uh, white people are to to a certain extent, right? He didn't outright say that, but that was the theme that he was kind of the tangent that he was on. And David handed him his credit card and he took it and put it in his pocket and then like sat there and commented, like came back out and he's like, you know, you white people will just hand over your money. You won't even think twice about it. Like you'll just hand somebody your credit card and not even think twice about it, blah, blah, blah. And then David starts talking to the guy and David's obviously got an accent, right? And the guy was like, oh, wait a minute. Like you're not some dumb white American. You're clearly somebody from another country. So I have way more respect for you. And then gives him back his card and everything's fine and whatnot. And then like came time for me to check out and he continued along this path of whatever he was trying to get his point across. He didn't take my credit card though. Not that I was going to let him take it at that point, (laughs) but it was very weird. It was very, very strange because it was like that. That's a good example or a good explanation of what it was. He was like up on stage monologuing to all of us as we were coming through his checkout line. And it was like, he was trying to, he was trying, I think, to make us all feel uncomfortable because in my mind, he seemed like he was kind of using his position as the cashier at 7-Eleven as some sort of opportunity, I guess. I don't know. It was very, very strange. Do you think maybe he didn't feel safe? He could have. And so that was his way to try and like... Oh, I'm safe. I'm safe. I've got control of this because here's a, I mean, you guys aren't all white, but the majority of you, a bunch of white guys coming in here late at night and you're all, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. He could very well have been doing that. Maybe he was blowing off steam from a really shitty day. Maybe he just had a really bad, or maybe he was just being a jerk. I don't know. Could have been any number of things, right? I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah. Maybe maybe Chelsea should go talk to him. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) It's what we need is a white woman walking around talking to a bunch more people. Excuse me? <laughs> that part might get edited out of the podcast. <laughs> no, her her documentary was very interesting. But at some point, it's like, why is this rich white lady making a point to... Like, her white... At one point, she talked to all these college students because she went to some open mic night on this college campus. And one of them got up and they were like, yeah, I don't need to be rude, but like you right now is the perfect example of what you're talking about because the fact that you can film your documentary and and have the opportunity and do you know what I mean? And they kept like, they kept coming back to Chelsea's house and she'd be like in her kitchen and they'd be like, it was just very weird. I don't know. Like I said, it was good and bad things and it was definitely thought provoking well, that's good because all I can see from based on your take is you've got somebody with all the white privilege that is going around talking to people about white privilege, acting like she's not being embodying of the white privilege. I like that you said that somebody said that. Yeah, no, somebody definitely pointed that out to her. And I think, I mean, she fully acknowledged it multiple times. So it's not like she was pretending like she wasn't, you know, embodying that thing because 
she obviously is and was. Yeah. We all are to some extent. We all are. And like I, that's something that's popped in my mind of how many things that like that I'm aware of, of where you get it, but like how many other things are taking place that I don't notice, that I don't notice it is just that I haven't known any other way. So I don't even know that it's a privileged moment, you know? And then I'm honestly, I'm grateful for it. I don't want, and that's not to say like, yeah, I'm glad I have white privilege. And I I think everybody should have the same opportunities. And I think it's, it's sad that they don't, but I can also see the ways that, I don't know how to say this without sounding horrible. I'm grateful for what I have, but I want to do great things with it instead of just soaking it. That makes sense, babe. Yeah. Yeah. You're grateful for the life that you have and you don't want it to be for not. Yes. Yeah. Like how, like we were... I was driving home the other day and Asher was talking about how the mountains were just so beautiful that they didn't even seem real. Like he was like, he thought he was in the Truman show because it was just so beautiful, which how beautiful is that? Yeah. So that was also the day that they had the freaking, um, lockout drill, lockdown drill, because you know, this is our beautiful life, by the way, you might get shot today. So that's great. Oh, that upset me so much. However, I was just like driving, like our neighborhood that we live in, our town that we live in, we are very, very, very lucky to live here and it is very safe and it is very beautiful. So I am very grateful for that. I'm not ashamed that this is the life that we have and this is the life that our kids grew up in. I'm very grateful for that. But I am sad that not everybody has that. I want everybody to have that. But I'm grateful that we have that. Yeah, but not everybody wants that. Do you know what I mean? I think everybody, especially when you start having children, you want your kids to be safe, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean that you want to come live in podunk. Uh, Well, yeah. Rural nowhere, right? You want want your kids to be safe wherever you are. Yeah. Like a big city, whatever. Mm -hmm. Just because I like mountains, so I'm grateful for the mountains. People that love the cities, they should just be just as safe. I agree. So it's so like everywhere, no matter what, desert, mountains, ice, all of, all of the land. Ice. <laughs> I see you're just in Alaska. Yeah. I mean, if you're a Stark and you live up north, then you should be safe up there as well. Yeah. Watch out for the White Walkers. <laughs> you're cute. People shouldn't be the problem. But we are. We are the biggest problem. Mm, are we though? Yes. We're the biggest problem? Mm-hmm. So how do we fix that? Your mental health, mental and emotional health. I 100% believe that if everybody had the help with that, and if that was, if people, everybody on this planet was living from their hearts, everything else would fall into place immediately. I believe that. That is a belief. That is a core belief. That is a deep down 100%. I know this to be true. Living from their hearts though. Everyone. But see, your definition of that is going to be different than somebody else's definition. I don't think so. I think other definitions are coming from the head. 
mm. coming from the ego. Uh, I think, think if everybody's living from their hearts. I think you would have a lot of people that think that they are very heart-centered people that are living from their hearts and believe that abortion is bad and that we need to take that right away from everybody. And that that is a But they're heart doing it place. based off of judgment, which is not in a heart But place. they might argue differently. They might argue that they're doing it from a place of love because they care about that unborn child. Are they being cruel to other people? Are they being accepting and loving to the other per- to the person that is considering that? But if they're trying to just take that right away permanently, then I would say no they're not. So many people go around saying that they're coming from their hearts and it's bullshit. So yeah, I still you realize don't. I'm being I do. I just it's it's proven my point. They're they're not coming from their hearts. Whether you're for As whatever. As we see it. I think that if you're coming out in anger and trying to control somebody else and trying to decide something for somebody else and coming at them with judgmental, you should, you shouldn't, then it's not from your heart. But we're doing the same thing. We're saying you should and you shouldn't. I'm saying people should come from their hearts. Oh, you're right. I guess I am. You should. Yeah. Heart. So I think one of the, I, I think heart's very important. Not, right. I'm not minimizing. I think it is very, very important. But I think like if we could just instill like one thing, like the thing that instead of like God bless America or, you know, whatever we want to teach kids from a very early age in elementary school, right? Yeah. Like proud to be an American. It should be like, we're all the same, <laughs> you know, like we're we're all the same. We're all the same. Every concern that I have, the person that, you know, lives on the other side of the country or in South Carolina has the exact same concerns, right? We're all trying to pay bills. We're all trying to uh, be happy. We're all trying to keep our kids fed and watered and <laughs> we're all the same, making sure that they grow, you know, that's a heart centered thought. Yeah. Mm. But that, my point. <laughs> how cool would that be if that was like, we're all the same. Yeah, if that was the thing that we just hung up above the chalkboard, even though we don't have chalkboards anymore. But I know, right? There's yeah. some people that don't even know what that is. What a chalkboard is? Yeah. Do you remember? I remember taking the erasers, not just smacking them oh. and getting all the chalk dust off, but you used to collect the erasers and then go down to the library and they had an eraser cleaner. You were you lived in a rich people. I, I do not remember an eraser cleaner. <laughs> you took them out back and banged them around. That's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and if you got to do that, you were like awesome because you got out of the classroom for a minute to breathe the chalk dust and, <clears throat> and come back in. Yeah. The eraser vacuum cleaner thingy what? was a machine down at the library that you turn it on and it basically has a little slit in the middle that sucks. There's plenty I'm not of things that, that we could say. Oh, I'm I, trying you, really hard not to, but like, come on now. I do the same thing, but it's really hard not to touch it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's got a thing in the middle. You turn it on and then you rub, yes. you rub the yes, eraser you across it. And while it sucks. Now I know why we didn't have one in our school. Because <laughs> all the boys risky. were down there with the uh, erasers. <laughs> I'm next. I'm next. <laughs> Yeah, the things our children will never be party to. I didn't know that existed. I would have filled that Jeopardy question. Yeah. All right. That's right. Girls aren't allowed to know that slits and that it works. <laughs> girls, if girls touch it, they're naughty. If boys touch it, they're just. <laughs> girls, you can touch it too. 
<laughs> you can go clean your erasers. <laughs> I don't know what to say now. Well, do you remember the other thing that I wanted to talk about? Yes. I'm trying to figure out how we're going to segue into that. We don't have to segue. Segue. We can simply just go. do it. Just do it? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what Nike said. That's not a good segue, dear. <laughs> No, I want to talk about this uh, freaking activist that's been all over social media and the news and CNN lately, touting her we're gonna fight. liberal, this we're gonna global fight. warming nonsense. It's not nonsense. How do you say that? <laughs> we are going to fight. Before we get started with this uh, fight, uh, please uh. know that I am not an asshole. <laughs> Side note, podcast listeners, I am not an asshole. And I'm sure you realize that if you tune in on a regular basis. Sometimes I have to stay to the end of the podcast to hear that, but... No, so who we're talking about is this uh, 13, 14, 15-year-old Norwegian girl. I think she's from Norway. Does that sound right? I think so. How do you pronounce her last name? I don't know. I'm going to look real quick. Greta Thornburg or something? Mm -hmm. Something. She's one of the great, great Thornburgs. (laughs) What was that? Uh, Yeah, I think it's Thornburg or Thornburg. It's T-H-U-N-B-E-R-G. Greta Thornburg. Hi, Greta. Where is she from? Uh, Sweden. Okay. First time I saw her was on Trevor Noah. It was the first time I had heard about her. Really? Mm-hmm. I'd seen her months and months and months ago. I she, I think she spoke at the UN or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I had not seen that. Maybe not the UN. I don't know. But she's been around for a while. She's been, they've been trotting her out for the last few months. I've seen her a lot since Trevor's show. Yeah. But before that, that was the first time I saw her. Yeah. I find it very suspect. I do not. Well, explain to me why you don't. I think it's sus. <laughs> no, you first. You always make me go first. You first. Okay. So the things that I find suspect about it is it's this young girl who lives in Sweden, and now she's on the Trevor Noah show talking about global warming. Well, that's the first time I saw her, but she's been all over. She has up. been all over. Um, and she did speak at the, like the UN recently met here in the US. I think it was in New York actually, Mm -hmm. where the UN met. She was there speaking there and she went on this big, long, like, I mean, you can easily, if you haven't seen it already, her big, long tirade about how, you know, people are assholes and they've screwed over her generation and generations to come and you haven't made any changes and this is where we're at and we're screwed. Right now. (sighs) I haven't researched any of this, so I'm just talking directly from the card shuffling ass that I have. It seems to me, however much I agree with everything that she's saying, because I totally agree with global warming. I agree with the fact that we've just completely screwed ourselves and that we haven't taken care that we, you know, I agree with all of her points that she makes and that get brought up around the conversation of global warming. I agree 100%. The part that kind of I'm uncomfortable with is that they're using this child to do it all. And she's not just doing it all because obviously there's plenty of avenues for, you know, activists and things like that. But they're using this child to spread this message because I think they're trying to specifically pull at those heartstrings and to pull at, do you know what I mean? I mean, it's like... Throughout history, if you want your cause to be 
heard or recognized in a much stronger way, you're going to have it seen through the eyes of a child or have it portrayed through the eyes of a child, because that's going to strike in the hearts of people much stronger. Do you know what I mean? Think about it. If Gwyneth Paltrow or some other grown-ass woman, let's say Greta's mom, who is, I'm sure, an adult, comes over here from Sweden, she is not even remotely close going to get the same attention that this 14-year-old girl has. True. Okay, I see your point there. Right? I do. And both of them may have very valid points. That's what I'm saying. Is like She has a very valid point of what she's saying. You agree with her. I agree with her. But why on earth are we using her? That's the part that I don't feel comfortable oh, with. Okay. Okay. So imagine if somebody came and knocked on the door. Because I think Greta's 14 or something like mm-hmm. that, right? So somebody comes and knocks on the door and says, Asher, we're going to send you to New York. Maybe Greta's parents are with her. I'm assuming that they're not, but maybe they did. Maybe they came over with her, right? But in my mind, they didn't. In my mind, she's got a bunch of handlers that are handling her and shuttling her around the world and putting her up in front of the microphone. And I'm sure Greta probably at some point said something like, global warming sucks and it's bad and you guys are destroying our generation. I think she has Asperger's and I think that's what she is like her fixation is. Even better. No, but, but here, my that point That we're with using that. some child with Asperger's to parade in front of everybody. Agreed. Like I see that point of where that child should not be like, maybe the handlers don't. They see her as a means to an end instead of a little girl. And that shouldn't be the thing. They should see her as a little girl. However, the way I've also been looking at it as you have this child who has this um, this fixation because they'll, they'll get, you know, the fixations on things where that's their passion. And she's she mentioned like on that Trevor Noah show that I have um, – not everybody has these opportunities that I have. So she's admitting that she has, not admitting like confessing, but just acknowledging the fact that she has a means to get on a boat and to do the zero emissions over here. She has the money behind it. So she's got a voice and she has the means that she can let it be heard. And she has parents that are supporting her and letting it be heard and letting her make it, make some noise. So I don't know that it's so much there. They're using a child as in, wow, this brain came into this person who happens to have the means and somebody's going to hear her. Yeah, I would love so to think know. that that's the case. <laughs> I would love to think that there's this beautiful 14-year-old Aspergery girl from Sweden that just has this wonderful way of articulating herself. And now we see her on national television here in America. Bullshit. Somebody yeah. is behind that. You think? Of course there is, dear. Of course well, there I don't, is. I don't, I don't know if of course. I think there, there. it's likely that that's the case, but it's not for sure. Like it, it can be this beautiful thing. It it's 100% have to be. for sure. It's, you, do, you can't say it's 100% for sure. <laughs> okay, 115%. You cannot say you don't know. <laughs> you assume. But do you really think that... Do like, I think it's possible that it's... Let's just say and, Greta's parents are rich. Yeah, I think, right? I think they are. Maybe they're rich uh-huh. and they're the ones that are behind her. Maybe they're trying to push her into acting and she's a child star. Maybe, or maybe they're like, baby girls got a voice and there are people that don't stifle their kid's voice. Yeah, maybe they are. And they are. have the means to maybe say, Maybe they're climate activists go. and they're very much 
Do you know what I mean? And they believe in this message And they're so just much. letting her talk. Yeah. And they're letting it happen. And they're letting her go be great. I would love if that was the case. I think it might be. I fucking guarantee it's not. You cannot guarantee Because it. she's on Trevor Noah. Then she's on CNN. Then she's because on MSNBC. Then once she's like, you get that momentum, it no. keeps going. Shit doesn't work that way, It dear. does. It doesn't. It does. You know how it does? Because she's not from America. Mm. She got the mental health. No, I Even think it's Even more beautiful. the reason why it's bullshit. I don't think it's bullshit. I don't think it is. Yeah. There's somebody behind that. I think so, but I don't think it's is like there's some detrimental like, that you think it is. Climate activist party, some right right wing, left wing. I don't even know which. I, I really, wing. I hope for her sake that I am right and you are wrong. Yeah. Because if you are right, then it's cruel. Yeah, I think because it is then, very cruel. But even if she wants to participate in it. But if I'm right, then it's beautiful. Yeah. So let's make me right. Okay. <laughs> and then we can wake up. Hey. <laughs> it's not accurate. Just because I see things with a positive tone doesn't mean that I'm wrong. I don't think you're wrong. That's I think... exactly what you're saying. You just said it's not accurate. Well, yeah. Your idea that somehow she's just, it's this beautiful idealistic thing where this it girl from Sweden be. is just funded herself across the world I'm to spread her message. funding herself. Just saying that she wants to share this. You see, when she So talks, where did the money come from? Like, probably her parents. Okay. I'm assuming. I don't know. That's fine. We can or, just stop or there. Or what if it is this, like, climate group that is heard her using talk. Her. Not using her. As a spokesperson. <sighs> kind of. What if she's the spokesperson for anti-global uh, warming? Even if that's the case. Is she having fun? What if her family's getting paid? What if they are? You know? What, what if, if she's are? not having if, fun? Okay, if she's not having fun, then that shit needs to stop. If she's not doing it because she wants to and she's not having fun, then it needs to stop. But if she is loving what she's doing and if she believes that and she is just going with her passion and, oh, my gosh, how many of our opinionated children – kids are always opinionated. They have all these bright things to say and they get hushed so much. So she's an opportunity that she's not dropping her cards all over the place. Shut up. And she gets to talk and – it's funding and her parents are getting paid for it so she can continue to go and she's doing what she, how beautiful is that? That's beautiful. And just like some if, transparency is all. And it gets people's attention because yeah, cause she's a kid. So maybe these adults that are, I mean, I tell you what, it makes me want to take a vote. That's the part that I have a problem with is I wish it was more transparent. Well, because it's the same shady tactics that the other side will do. Maybe. Not maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it's That's manipulation. That's an interesting point of view. Yeah. What? what the... <laughs> Pretty sure it's factual. It, you you just said you haven't even researched it. I tried it. Googling it. And I tried Googling who was behind Greta Thornburg and I couldn't come up with anything. Maybe it's the climate. Maybe. Maybe Mother Earth. <laughs> Maybe it's Gaia came to her in Sweden and said, dear Greta, we need you to go to America. That's Gaia's voice. (laughs) So no, I just have a problem. That's all. I think it's, I find it very, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Well, maybe that's instinct. Maybe this girl is not being allowed to be a child and that's not okay. Well, I have a pretty... Like, this is one thing that I have come to realize more and more and more and more and more and more and more, more, even though I knew it already. But I have a pretty damn good bullshit detector. 
like not even damn good. Like my bullshit detector is so like finely tuned. Well, I want you to be wrong. That it's just like, it's silent, but deadly. I can still, <laughs> still pick up on it and yeah. be like, I know who's fucking spreading that bullshit. Okay. So how many things have you let me get away with then? What are you talking about? I mean, I'm never full of bullshit, but there's times I fucking bullshit you. Like, yes. So how often, do, how often do you let me get away with things? Mm, every now and then. God damn it. Seriously. Sometimes. Now I'm going to sit here and panic and be like, what does he know? <laughs> <laughs> You're cute. Like Seriously. Let's, let's bring some attention to this. Give me a bullshit of mine. Call me out on something. Let's see how good it is. No, most of the time it's obvious and you what giggle you and laugh about it and we just kind of move on. <laughs> most of the time we don't really need to go into it all that much. I am. Because it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> Sometimes it's really hard for me to keep a straight face. I get uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay, but what about when I sell it? What about when I sell it and then I stick to my guns? Can you think of a time that you've done that? Yes. Hold on. Do you want to out yourself now? If I could think of something, I so would. Um, I've bullshitted around for other people to not out them, but that doesn't count. Yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But something that was for me. Hmm. I hate it because you give me that goddamn look. You like, you just look and I'm like, ah! and then I get all and I can't talk. <laughs> and then I'm just like, tell you to shut up and run away. And then you turn away. What's wrong? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I hate that look you give me. It's so bad. It's so hard to like. See, I got a pretty good bullshit meter. <laughs> but there's got to be, you haven't, I know that there's, there's been times. I remember having this one thing one time and I don't remember what it was, but I was like, get away, get away now. It's <laughs> so like, I pulled it off, but I don't remember what it was. I just remember feeling the relief and like, Woo! oh, you're cute. But I don't remember what it was. I wish I did. It's probably something stupid. Like who ate the last piece of cheese? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> we had cheese in the house. What are you talking about? Oh, I so want to have something and be like, ha ha, your bullshit detector is not. Well, it's not always on. Yeah, you're right. It's not. When it turns on, though, it's it's pretty damn fine tuned. Well, it's also judgy. It is very judgy. (laughs) You're correct. (laughs) The bullshit detector is very much. And sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes you think the kids are full of shit and they're not. Mm, See, that for me is like, maybe not on that one thing. Because I can feel it. Maybe not on the one thing that we are addressing in the moment, but they're definitely full of shit. Well, they are and full of shit, but there's so many times you think they're full of shit. This too, is probably then. just going to make up for the five that they got away with. So we're just going <laughs> to go with it anyways. Because I'm like, okay, I believe you. <laughs> and you're like, Mm-mm. no. So last thing before we wrap up, I want you to tell the listeners and share with a little bit more. I love your face. You're like, oh shit, what am I telling them? Uh, your first solo ice bath. Oh, I already put it on Facebook. It's fine. I don't have to talk about it. Well, I'm pretty sure Barb doesn't <laughs> follow you on Facebook. She does. It's called Barb Heart Stuff. <laughs> I follow her back. <coughs> oh, wait, that's not Facebook, huh? That's like Instagram. Yeah. You can follow somebody and not be followed back. <coughs> okay, my first solo ice bath was fantastic and you, t- I, it had been a while since I'd been in one. I've been practicing. I realized it was for off and on, not solid, but off and on for about seven months now. And the summer we got, we were like doing it a lot and it was awesome. 
And then I stopped. I, I got, I got a cold and, or something. And I, I didn't get in at once. I felt like I, I wasn't supposed to get in the ice and that whole, like, um, I don't know how many people really know the thing. got to get back on the horse or if it's just a small podunk. Why? No, people know that saying. Um, I feel so silly. Um, I did not get back on the horse and then I became very afraid of it. And then you got in again and I was like, nope, I can't do it. I'm not doing it. And then it was time to do it again. And I'm like, nope, I can't do it anymore. I'm afraid. And it was like back to the very beginning when my first time and it took me like, I don't even know how long I was with Shelly that time before like <laughs> she had to convince me I wasn't going to die. And then, and then it was awesome, but it was that level again. And you had to like sit with me so much. You were like encouraging me and right there with me and talking me through it. Cause I had all that fear and then it was great. And then come, time to do it again. And it was a little easier, but you were still with me cause it was still like, whoo. And you said I could do it by myself. And I was like, cause I'm kind of, God, I sound like a fucking girl. I'm so afraid to do it by myself, but I was. I also believe that until you've been practicing for a while, you should not do it by yourself. Yeah, it's not, don't be silly on yourself. It's something that, you know, it's not recommended to do by yourself in yeah. case something happens. And you have somebody there to exactly. like get your ass out. Yeah. Because um, it's freezing water. Anyways, uh, you left and I had a massage and my shoulder was causing me a lot of pain. And so I wanted to get in for the inflammation reduction benefit. But I was super scared. <laughs> um, all the reasons of the, all the things that can go wrong, why you don't want to do it yourself by yourself until you've done it enough. Um, but I just did it. I just decided I was going to do it. And I just did it. And I got in quickly. It was 37 degrees outside because I checked. Ooh, ooh. Um, I got in quickly and I felt that panic start to build up. And it was... Um, like had awareness that I'm here by myself. Like nobody even knows that I'm in getting in the ice to like check on me. I didn't say anything to anybody because I didn't want to, um, if I wasn't strong enough to do it by myself, I didn't want to have to admit that yeah. <laughs> to anyone that, Oh, nope, I failed. So, um, it was just me. So if I failed, then it was just me. And if I succeeded, then it was just me. But I knew I was going to do it because once you decide you're going to do it, then you're going to do it. Um, and I just got in and that panic started to come up a little bit. And I just like, oh, I have to be calm. I have to be calm. And then I went. I went super calm really, really fast. That was the fastest that I've ever went that calm and started to get warm. It just I like settled into it so fast. We should clarify, like when you mean by get calm. Like there's a spot after you do this ice bath shit for a while where you kind of can get in and just very quickly control your breathing, slow down, calm down instead of like the whole, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, okay, 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 oh, shit, okay, fuck, fuck, shit, ice, oh, God, uh. yeah. yeah. So the opposite of that, yeah. you got that space real quick. Yes, very, very fast. And then it was beautiful. And I just sat there and... Either the neighbors never hear me or they are very, I don't know, patient or afraid of us. I don't know. 
but I just had this big, long conversation with myself and how proud I was of myself. And I'm like, I'm doing it and look how strong. And I just sat there and I was by myself and I was looking up at the blue sky and it was just so beautiful and it was so calm. And I could have went, I could have stayed longer, but I also had the, uh, nobody's here with you. Don't push it to a point that's not safe. Like get out and then I got out and went to my normal spot to warm up and realized the sun wasn't up high enough yet. It was still really, really early <laughs> and there was no sun shining on that part. So then I had to like go skipping across the yard and try not to step in any landmines to go chase the sun. And then whoo, there's my warm up. So it was funny, You're but it cute. was wonderful. I felt so, so good. And then I felt super powerful throughout that whole day. I'm like, oh, I didn't, um, cause I've always had somebody there and I didn't realize that well. Only you can make yourself get in the ice. Only you can sit in the ice. Only you can stay in it and benefit from it and get out. Nobody can do that for you. Only you can prevent forest fires. Thank you for hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you still are drawing energy from other people. And then I didn't realize how, like how, yes, how strong you are to do it there with other people, but you are pulling energy. And then when it's just you, it is 100% just you. And that is a whole new level of strength that you feel that comes up inside you. And it was super cool. It was super cool. And then because I'm a dork, I called you immediately after. I'm like, guess what I did? <laughs> it's <laughs> very, very cool, babe. And then you did it today too. So uh, it was 37 degrees outside when you did it. Mm-hmm. And the water was like in the low 40s. It's like 42, I think. Yeah. yeah. So you're a badass. You're a badass. That's What'd you some do? really good, 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 good ice it was work. good. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Thank you. I didn't do anything other than get in the ice bath. Okay, I just said what the solo experience was for me. Don't make it sound so little. You know, take away my accomplishment. You did I'm the not same taking thing. away your accomplishment. I think that yours is incredible and amazing. I'm very proud of you. It was the first time you did it solo too. Well, yeah, but you were home. You know, like But I wasn't out there with you. No, yeah. Yeah. Are you discrediting? I'm not discrediting myself at all. It sounds like you are. Not at all. My bullshit detector's going off. <laughs> don't, 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 crank bullshit. <laughs> don't discredit yourself. I think you need to get that checked out. I don't think that bullshit meter's working very well. No, I just wanted you to share your story because I think yours is way prettier than mine. Oh, yeah, clearly you're not discrediting yourself at all. I hurried I'll, up I'll and ran my... out there and, yeah, just forced myself to get in and sat in there for five minutes and got out and enjoyed the warm up and took Asher to Twilla. You also mentioned that you got that calmness, that stillness pretty quick too. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I went to that sweet, happy place. That's nice. I'm lo- like, I'm just loving it so much more. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's been, I'm really glad that we're doing it and continuing to do it. And I'm like, I'm glad now that we can just leave that bucket of ice outside. It's not a bucket. It's a pretty big tub, tub of ice or tub of water outside. Tub of water. And it gets cold enough at night and we don't have to worry about buying ice and it's going to be a good winter. Yeah. It's going to save us some money. We spent some money on some ice this yeah, summer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love you. We yeah. should go do it again. We can do it again. Yeah. We have to get ice though. It's too warm now. Whatever. It's, I guarantee the water is still sub 50. It's you totally, think? Oh, yeah. It's under 50, It's totally think? still in the 40s. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know find out we'll find out okay we'll find out next week okay 44 is my limit if it's over 44 we gotta get ice (laughs) 
except 44 is chill, man. Yeah. 44 is cold. Yes. That's, that's as warm as I'll allow it to go. I love you. I love you. We should do this and this to equal the playing field. And I think it just comes down to stop being a fucking punk to people and everybody's equal. I'm also not like <laughs> fart. <laughs> Women are very much being attacked and losing rights. Mental and emotional health is very, very important to me. And not just for myself and for my loved ones. But I see that as a systemic issue across the board that is one of the really like one, two, or three base issues that we could address that would have enormous change across culture.